Thank you for joining us for part one of Conquering the Land of Kent with our guest speaker, Mike Lynch. Mike is senior pastor at North Star Church in Kennesaw, Georgia, frequent speaker for the Atlanta Falcons, and fun fact, he played baseball where he was coached under Bobby Richardson, the New York Yankee legend. Now, let's dive in to see what he has to say. So let's dive in. Here we go. Joshua chapter 3. It's going to be right there on your outline. We'll read through this. It'll be on the screens as well. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left the Achaia Grove, arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving the instructions to the people, giving these instructions. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Time out real quick. Is there ever been a better line uttered about leadership since you've never traveled this way before. How many of you are doing something right now? If I had asked you when you were 10 years old, if you'd be doing it, you'd have said, there ain't no way I'd be in that job. How many of y'all are doing that right now? Raise your hand. So it's so funny. So I host a leadership podcast called Lynch with a Leader. And we have, uh, we've had on John Gordon, Ken Blanchard, Andy Stanley, Bill, uh, Dr. Purvis has been on there. Chris Hodges has been on, we just had 150 something episodes. It's ironic how many times I ask somebody what they're doing compared to what they thought they would be doing. Most people aren't doing what they thought they would be doing. We're traveling a new way. Let's keep reading here. Really, really good. Stay about a half mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among you. Time out real quick. They have lived in the wilderness for how long? Do you think any of them think, thought that God could do great things? No. Now they're going, well, Joshua's being very positive. He's been a very positive leader, but I can guarantee you they did not think that Joshua was telling them the truth. I want you to clean yourself up. Consecrate is the way one version says it. Consecrate yourselves today for tomorrow the Lord's gonna do great things among you. There is a whole mindset that's changing among these people. It's really interesting. In the morning, he said to the priest, lift up the ark, lead the people across the river. So they started out and they went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I'll begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you, just as I was with Moses. They didn't look at Joshua as the leader. They looked at Moses as the leader. Joshua was a sidekick. Give this command to the priest who carry the ark. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Time out real quick. So just... Jordan River, let's just say it runs from the stage to the wall right there. It's not a trickling brook. It is a raging river at flood stage. So the river's rising, and you know, you don't drive your car when things are right, the water's rising. Joshua says, listen, nothing's gonna happen till you take a step into the raging river. Till you walk out and do something that looks crazy, Nothing's going to happen. Look at what he says. 
So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today, you will know that the living God's among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the Termites, all, all of them, they're all going to go, and they're going to go ahead of you. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose 12 men from the tribes, one from each. The priest will carry the Ark, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the ark went ahead of them. It was harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priest who were carrying the ark touched the point, touched the point above, the water began backing up a distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over the town near Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground by the middle of the riverbed. And they waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. These people hadn't seen the Red Sea. Their moms and dads did. Their grandparents this was a new journey for them. Today, as we sit around these tables, many of us face equally impossible things. They may be in our personal lives. They may be in our corporate life. They may be in our family. They may be in extended family. They may be financial. They may be marital. They may be, you've got to go back and have a tough conversation Sitting in the parking lot today, I was talking to somebody who had to have a tough conversation at the office today that somebody's life went home looking very different than it did when they got in this morning. I want you to principle number one today. Joshua had to conquer the land of Cant before he could conquer the land of Canaan. He had to conquer the land of Cant before he conquered the land of Canaan. So I want to think about this real quick. Joshua had to be convinced before he could convince the people. As a leader, our mindsets have to shift before we can shift mindsets. Does that make sense to everybody? Like if I don't believe in it, if I am not convinced by it, if Joshua looked at the people and said, we're about to do great things, but Joshua really didn't do, think they could do great things. They were not going to make it across that river. That's fact. So there used to be, a, there was a verse in scripture that says that people do not like to follow the sound of an unsure trumpet. Meaning when a trumpeteer would go out before battle and they would blow strong, the army would go. But if the trumpeteer goes out and they're nervous and it's like, right, it sounds really bad. The team don't want to go into battle. That's basically what it means. Joshua had to conquer the land of Kent before he could conquer the land of Canaan. So Joshua had excuses. He could have used these to keep him from achieving the vision. Excuse number one, we've never gone this way before. So Elena and I were talking earlier um, 
Life in 2023 looks different than life in 2019. Can we agree with that? So this luncheon, 2019, 2023, yep, same lunch, different, different feel, right? Because life changed in 2020. It changed. How many of you, your business has changed in 2020? Yep. So we, we went virtual. We went, I remember talking to Pastor Brent a bazillion times during the pandemic going, okay, what are y'all doing? What are you thinking? When are people coming back? All this kind of things. So I had a guy on my podcast, one of my favorite leaders. His name is Dr. Sam Chand. I want you to write this down. This is one of the greatest leadership lessons. I said, Dr. Chan, you've worked with some of the greatest companies and leaders in the world. What do I need to know about leadership? And what do I need to know about being a leader? And he said this, leaders are always learning, unlearning, and relearning. True, isn't it? They're always unlearning. They're always learning. And they're always relearning. You never arrive as a leader. We've never gone this way before, which keeps people sometimes from ever going. For all of us, we stand on the precipice of the future and there's a part we see and there's just some things we can't see. Our lives can change like that with a phone call, can it? So this time, 2017, tomorrow, so I love, I love baseball. So I'm out on, every day at 3.30, I'm on a high school baseball field. I'm a community coach, but it just keeps me around the game, keeps me around kids and just love it. I was out working on the field, getting ready for practice and I get a phone call that my dad fell. Well, I didn't think much about it. I didn't know that he had fallen down a flight of steps, broke his neck and had a stroke, broke his neck and we weren't gonna have another conversation. Life changes fast, doesn't it? That's six years ago tomorrow. It's crazy. And it put my family in a path we've never gone before. I remember standing in my driveway. So that was in February. My mom in April started not feeling well. And I was like, mom, it's allergies. You're fine. You got a cough. And I took her down to get local honey to help the cough. Two weeks later, she found out she's eating up with cancer. And she's like, I told you it wasn't, honey wasn't going to help. All right. She did tell me that. And in the end of May, my mom's gone. And my brother, sister, and I are standing in the driveway going, in three and a half months, we lost both parents. We've never gone this way before as a family. In business, at church, wherever it's at, we all face those things. Excuse number two, there's way too many obstacles ahead. So he, he lists out all the ites, right? The Jebusites, the parasites, all these people that you're going to run into. There's always obstacles ahead. Has anything great ever been accomplished that wasn't met with great obstacles? So here's the question we got. Are they obstacles or are they opportunities? Are they things that are going to keep us? Or are they things that we're just going to have to figure out? This group of people crossing, they are not trained militarily. They are not an army. Listen, Two weeks before this conversation, they're, they're jabbing at each other. 
And now they're going to have to go do battle to win Jericho, right? I mean, this is where all this is going. Well, there's too many obstacles. Or excuse number three, well, the dream is just too big. The dream is just, it's just too big. And here's the hard part. Everybody look at me. We look at our lives and we see our flaws and we see all the reasons God shouldn't use us. Right? So I had on a a lady this past year, she wrote a great book, her name's Karen Gordon. She wrote a book called The Three Chairs and she said, in leadership, there's three chairs. First chair is the imposter chair. Every day when we go to the office, we feel like an imposter. We just hope we don't get found out. That's what we think. So I tell our church all the time. So I'm going on my 26th year at Northstern. I tell them one day the real pastor is going to show up and you're going to like, oh, so that's what it's supposed to look like. We didn't know. We've been stuck with Mike all these years. You feel like an imposter. I mean, you're sort of making it up as you go. The, the other chair on the far end is the prideful person who goes, well, yeah, I know everything. But really in the middle is the one who goes, I don't know everything, but I'm confident in what I do. It's the humble, confident chair. The dream may be too big for us, but can I ask you a question? Is any dream too big for God? No. It's funny how we'll worship on Sunday the God who can put the stars in space and hang the planets and do all that, but when we present him with our stuff, we go, well, I don't know if if this might be too big for you. Ladies and gentlemen, when your faith walks with the Lord, you can never take God out of the equation. And any time God's in the equation, he's greater than whatever you're facing. Joshua knew that. Listen, Joshua's probably, you gotta think, he's been in the wilderness 40 years. So Joshua's not 25-year-old leader. Joshua's a seasoned 60-year-old leader. 60 is getting younger, by the way, I might add. But anyways, so he's a seasoned dude, but he's never been the guy. The dream is just too big. But Joshua did it. Joshua did what Moses couldn't do. Now remember, Joshua 1 begins with Moses is dead. And then God comes to Joshua and he said, you're going to take him across the Jordan River. And then he utters this phrase three times. Be strong and, what's the next word he uses for him? Courageous. And then he goes back and says, be strong and very courageous. Why? Because you know Joshua's doubting this deal. And then he he utters the phrase to Joshua that I think underlies all of Joshua's confidence to make these moves. And it was this phrase, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you're going to go. Joshua, when your toes hit the water, my toes were already in the water. When you go face the Jebusites, I've already faced them for you. I'm already with you, Joshua. I got you. It's good. It's all good. Wow, what great insight we learned from Mike in part one. Remember, the dream may be too big for us, but is it too big for God? Trust Him to guide you. 
Please join us next time for part two of Conquering the Land of Cant. To hear more lessons from Bill, be sure to check us out at bpleadership.com or the BP Leadership Podcast. This is where real leaders are made.